0: listening to the Citizens Church podcast. Citizens Church exists to saturate Bryan College Station, Texas with the good news and love of Jesus. To learn more about Citizens Church, visit us online at citizensbcs.com. Today's message is from Pastor Ben Rush. Amen. Well, good to see y'all. Happy Mother's Day to the mothers out there. Um, definitely miss you guys, praying for you, and uh, just so thankful for you, and really excited about um, the weekend. I'm excited to, to get outside in a little bit myself, so uh, I'm a little jealous of some of you guys with the strong Wi-Fi outside. Uh, we're going to be in John chapter 10 tonight, so if you have a Bible, if you would grab it, and uh, if if you don't have one handy, we text... a a link out a little bit ago with some reading uh, that you can follow along, had the scripture lyrics. Also, there's a little sheet for kids to follow along and take notes uh, tonight if you'd like to. But John chapter 10 is where we're going to be at, uh, verses 1 through 11. And uh, before we go there, I just want to just remind us our, our purpose as a church is to make disciples everywhere that we go. And uh, this is really at the very base. It's about knowing Jesus and making him known and learning to be his apprentices, his uh, mathetes is what it's in the Greek. His students, we're his pupils, we're his learners. We're learning his life in his way. We're learning to be more and more like him. We're surrendering more and more of our life to him as he's revealed his identity to us in Scripture. And so it's really, really important that we understand what Jesus says about himself in the scriptures. And so uh, we're in one of those passages tonight where where Jesus is going to be identifying himself by a certain name. Um, you know, when he introduces himself in the gospels, he doesn't just walk up to people and say, hi, I'm God. He, he does this really differently. You know, he He introduces himself in ways that people in that culture and in that time period would understand. And so he says things like I'm water and I'm bread. And in chapter 10, he says that I'm the good shepherd and he's riffing on and referring to Ezekiel chapter 34 and he's pointing to Psalm 23. And so to us, the good shepherd, if you haven't grown up in church, it doesn't really like, what does this mean? What is he talking about? But he, if you lived in that day and time, you would definitely know what Jesus was talking about. He was basically saying, I'm God, I'm the good shepherd. And so we're gonna open up this passage today, but before we do, I just wanna ask two questions and just think about these as we read. Um, I'm gonna refer to these two questions uh, throughout the talk over the next 10 minutes or so. Uh, The two questions are, number one, uh, how do you, or do you, do you, recognize the voice of God? Do you recognize the voice of God? And secondly, do you know the name that that he calls you? Do you know the name that he calls you? All right, let's jump in. Uh, Verse one says, very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. I'm going to stop there. We desperately need to uh, understand and recognize and know the voice of Jesus because there are many, many other voices out there speaking things to us, voices that really want to destroy you and me. And so Jesus is saying, he's gonna say in verse 11 and in verse 14, I am the good shepherd. And he's saying, he's describing what that looks like here in these first few verses. And he's saying, the gatekeeper opens a door for him and the sheep, that's us, we listen to his voice. And then he continues on to say that he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Jesus calls us by name. Uh, names matter. They matter more than back then than they do now. I mean, I had forgotten what my name means. Benjamin means son of my right hand, which doesn't really make much sense these days. But it meant something back then. Jason, who's not on the call tonight, I'm just going to call him out. But his name means healer. Healer. Kelsey, also off tonight. Her name means fierce. I just happen to look up the people <laughs> that aren't on the call tonight. Stephanie. Steph means crowned in victory, which is pretty amazing. So what names does the Lord call you? Our names matter. Uh, I remember taking a Dale Carnegie class in business one time, and Dale Carnegie said that our name is the most beautiful language that our ears will ever hear. That's pretty amazing. And so our names mean something, and if they've lost their meaning, what name does God call you? What name does Jesus call you? And if that's a stretch, if it's hard to imagine the name that God would call you, you might be saying, well, he calls me my name. I'm Ben. You know, what are you talking about? Well, think about this. It's very easy for us to identify with and attach ourselves to the names that the enemy calls us. Right. It's it's easy to think about it like that. We're very easy. It's very easy for us to attach ourselves to an identity or a name that the, the enemy calls us. Like, hey, you're not very good at this. You're lazy. You're lame. You're a dork. You're whatever. You know, uh, you stink at this. There are people that are better at this than you. Or, like, what has God ever done for you before? Or why do you think God's gonna bail you out now? You know, that's the voice of The enemy, that's not the voice of the good shepherd. That's how the other voice talks. Uh, How do you know if you have heard the, the good shepherd's voice? He calls you by name. So I want to ask you the question, do you know the name that God calls you? Let's continue on. Verse three, it says, the sheep, they listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. Okay, so he's described a couple of different things. We're going to know his voice because he calls us by name and he leads us out. Jesus has never like been like, you just chill out over here forever. Yes, he leads us beside still waters, right? He makes us lie down in green pastures. But then, you know, he, we go through the valley of the shadow of death and he goes before us. Uh, those that wait upon the Lord shall what renew their strength. Then they're going to mount up with wings like eagles. They'll walk and not faint. They'll run and not grow weary. So the idea isn't that we Sabbath for seven days a week. We're going to Sabbath one day a week. If we're hopefully we're trying to Sabbath one day a week. And then the other six, we're going to run really, really, really hard. So Jesus calls you by name and he leads you out. He never He never just lets you just stay on the sidelines. He's always going to be calling you out. When you you hear his voice, he's going to be saying, hey, let's go. Let's go out there. We're we're going. And you might ask the question like, "When? when? When are we going? He's saying now. We're going now. And we're going out there. And it's going to happen all the time. Jesus is always leading us out. Always leading us out. In the minute that you feel like, okay, I've figured this, this thing, this life out. I know what Jesus wants of me right now. And I feel like I'm really crushing life right now. That's about the time that Jesus says, okay, let's go to the next thing. I'm leading you out. So the good shepherd, we know his voice because he calls us by name and he leads us out. Verse four says this when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Okay. Right. I'm being redundant here, but Jesus, he, he's calling us out by name. And what's beautiful about this is that he's in front of us. It says when he has brought out all of his own, he goes out on ahead of them. Okay. So, I mean, you may be sitting there thinking, I have this thing that God's put in my heart. But I literally feel like if I take a step that direction, I'm going to be my, like on my own. I'm totally on my own. Well, if you start to think those thoughts and say those things over yourself, you start to believe those lies. That's that's the voice of the stranger, as John calls it here in this passage. It's the voice of the enemy. Jesus is saying, no, I, I'm going to go ahead of you. It's not, you're not jumping on off of a cliff on your own. Jesus is was like with you. He's the parachute with you that's holding you all together. Okay. So he calls you by name. He leads us out. This is the job, the role of the good shepherd. he goes ahead of us. He goes ahead of us. When is that happening? It's happening now. Like, how much training do I need? God will no, let's go now. Okay, well, I've got this course that I need to take. I've got this book that I need to read. And Jesus is like, no, the course is out there. Like, let's let's go. Let's go right now. You can read the book uh, as we walk. Like, let's go right now. So Jesus is—he's leading us. He's calling us out. That's our role. We've talked about being sent ones. You know, that's the definition of of a Jesus follower. We're we're sent ones. As the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. And so He's sending us out. Not—it's not to sit around. So that's the call. Verse five. um, They will. Never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. What's interesting about this in my own life as I prayed about this over the last few days, um, it's interesting because I feel like at times that actually doesn't define who I am. Uh, I feel like most of the time there's something about the stranger's voice that's more believable. It's easier to agree with Uh, when he says, Hey, you're not very good at this. You're like, yeah, I'm, I know I'm not very good at this, Uh, but you know what Jesus says in this passage, he's about the enemy's voice and our response, what it should be. It's that we should run. It's that we should run away from the stranger's voice I think the NIV does a bad job in translating, if I can say that, this word uh, recognize. I think what it, in the ESV, NASV, I think it's no. And it's more about acknowledging. So, of course, we, we recognize the voice of the enemy. We better recognize it and we, we shouldn't acknowledge it. We should run away from the accusations and the labels and the script that the enemy has spoken over our lives. That's what Jesus says that we should do. Verse seven, Jesus said again, verily, verily, I say to you, I'm the gate for the sheep. I'm the gate for the sheep. He says that here in verse seven and eight. And this is interesting to me. As a Western thinker that really doesn't understand, I start to hear these parables of Jesus. I don't know about you, but when he says I'm the good shepherd, like he's gonna say in verse 11 and 14, and now in verse seven and eight, he's, or seven, he says, I'm the gate. I'm like, Jesus, like, are you the gate or the shepherd? You can't, you can't be both. And he, of course you can be both. But in my mind, I'm thinking you, you can't be both. It's one or the other. Like, pick your role. Which one is it going to be? Well, Jesus is saying here that I'm the gate. As I did some research, I came across a commentary that described what Eastern uh, shepherding was like in, in that culture, in that, in that time. Basically, the shepherd would, like, live with the sheep do everything with the sheep, feed the sheep, sleep with the sheep, all that stuff. And they would take them out in these places where they would be kind of blocked in. And the shepherd would lay down in a tight spot and act as the gate for the sheep, keeping them in wherever he's led them to, protecting uh, wolves or other things from coming in and, and protecting the sheep, sheep from escaping. And we need him to be the gate, right? He says he's the gate through him. We can come into the kingdom. That's what he says here. Sheep are crazy. We're the sheep. Um, sheep are dumb. We're, I mean, hey, I don't know about you, but I, I'm, I can be kind of dumb. And I, I read this uh, article this last week, BBC 2005. Uh, Turkish shepherds were out, and I'm just going to read it. Uh, here, Turkish shepherds watched in horror as hundreds of their sheep followed each other over a cliff, say Turkish newspaper reports. First, one sheep went over the cliff's edge only to be followed by the whole flock. According to the reports, more than 400 sheep died in the 50-foot fall, their bodies uh, cushioning the fall of another 1,100 who followed. (laughs) <laughs> so one, one sheep goes off a cliff 400 follow They all die But then their puffy bodies I guess soft fluffy sheep You know stuff Became the resistance for the other 1100 that, that fell And so we need the good shepherd to be the gate To make sure that we don't jump off a cliff And that's what Jesus is saying His role is here right? Verse, verse 9 I'm the gate whoever enters it Through me will be saved. They will come in, they'll go out and find pasture. Again, Jesus is he's quoting Old Testament scripture. The listeners are hearing this and they're that's this is why the religious leaders of the day were freaking out when he would say stuff like this. We read this this verse. I'm the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. He's referring to Psalm 121 verse eight that says, the Lord will keep your going in and your coming out from this time forth and forevermore. That's what Jesus is to you. That's what Jesus is to me. He's guarding us. He's protecting us. He's calling us by name. He's leading us out. He's going ahead of us. Verse 10 says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And I, Jesus is saying, I have come that they may have life and life to the full. The enemy's job is to cause confusion, is to kill, steal, and destroy, right? Steal your identity, your security, your peace, bring you doubt, confusion, make you frozen in fear, right? Lose your resolve, begin to question God and his ability to rescue you. He wants to destroy you. And Jesus says, I want to give you a new identity and I want to take you out and I'll go ahead of you. I'll provide for you. I'll protect you and I'll give you life to the full. Verse 11, here, here he finally says, uh, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Do you know Jesus uh, like this? The good shepherd that would lay his life down, the good shepherd that would call you out, speak a name over you. Do you know Jesus like this, the good shepherd that's, he's not silent, he's not absent from your life. He's not accusing you, he's not playing games. He speaks your real identity, not the garbage narrative that the enemy speaks over you. Hebrews chapter four says that the word of God, it cuts through all the nonsense into the depth of who you are. That's the Ben translation. He cuts through all the nonsense sense into the depth of who you are, of who I am. And when the good shepherd speaks, he slices through all of that, right? Into what you're afraid of right now in Bryan, Texas, College Station, Texas, 2002 pandemic. He hit 2000. Did I say, what did I say? 2000, thank you, Ashley. uh, 2020 cuts through all of that and speaks to you right where you're at and says, let's go. Let's go. Let's stop talking about all this other stuff. Let's go. Let let's listen to this. Listen to my words. So Jesus has called us by name, and I, I'm just asking you the question: Do you know the name that He calls you? Have you ever asked Him that question? I'm going to talk about that here in a second. And then, do you know how to recognize the voice of God? Um, I'll I'll be honest with you. Um. This passage has has really spoken to me this last week. Uh, as we read it together as a church, I'd encourage you to be a part of the Bible reading plan. If you're not, uh, shoot me a text. We're finishing up John this week and next week, and then we'll be in James. And it's just really encouraging to read scripture together and to be able to check in on one another and hear what God's speaking to one another. And it's it's beautiful. It's very encouraging. So when I read this passage, I was reminded of some... Uh, some years gone by, just when I was a little bit more on top of listening to God and inviting him throughout the day to be a a part of my life. Actually, I would ask him, God, where are you going? What are you doing today? I have this plan. I have this schedule, but what are you up to? I want to join in on what you're doing. And this morning, even I was, I was anxious about several different things. And I started to list those things out and I gave them to the Lord. And I said, God, what do you, what, what's the identity that you have for me today? And he said, boldness, boldness. And it was, it was revolutionary for me. And so this isn't a one and done event that, you know, you ask God, Hey, you know, what's, what's the plan for today or what's, what name do you call me? What's the identity that you have for me? You learn how to hear God's voice and it's just a one and done deal. This is an ongoing thing where he takes us from, from glory to glory as we fight the enemy and silence his voice. And so we're about to um, worship, sing another song, but I, I wanna let you know in about five minutes, we've got a text coming your way and um, it's, it's a guided prayer Um, reflection, if you will. And I just want to explain it because some of the things that I'm saying may sound foreign to you. Maybe it sounds very normal to you, but uh, definitely God reveals himself in his word, right? Uh, But we, we still believe that God speaks and, you know, he didn't just speak to the prophets and Jesus didn't just speak when he walked the earth. He did those things, but He's left his Holy Spirit who's still speaking and pointing to Jesus. It's pointing to Jesus and he wants to be involved in your life. And so there's like a five or six uh, step prayer guide. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to read it real quick. We're not going to do this together, but I, I, I'm sending it to you and asking you to consider stepping into a, a deeper relationship with Jesus in this way. And so here's what it looks like. We we pray a prayer and then there's five steps what I, the first step is, is you're going to write down the false narrative and all of the false identities that either you've been speaking to yourself that hurt you, that destroy you, that, that you call yourself that, that are not from God. You're speaking these, thing, these things over you yourself, or maybe someone else has spoken them over you, or the enemy is, has spoken them to you, and you've just replayed them over and over again in your mind. So on a blank sheet of paper, you just write those things down. That's step one. Step two is, is you're asking God in prayer to give you a picture of Jesus, just picturing Jesus. Maybe, maybe when you close your eyes and you pray, you picture Jesus on the cross, or maybe he's, you know, sitting beside a stream. And, and in, in this prayer, you're, you're just taking him this list, this, these false identities, and you're going to give them to Jesus And I just want to ask you, it'll say it in the guide to pay attention in your mind as you're imagining this exchange. It's, it's always fun to see what Jesus does with the list. And I don't, I really, I would love to share three or four things that I've experienced in my own life, but I don't want to, I don't want to ruin it for you, but it's always interesting to see what he does with the list. And then uh, after that, you're going to ask him to give you, uh, you're going to take out a blank piece of paper and just say, Jesus you, you took this false identity from me and these lies. I, I pray that you help me to overcome them with your truth. So would you speak your truth to my life? Would you tell me my identity? Would you, would you tell me the name that you call me? And then the deal is from there, you're just receiving that name and then you're living in it. You're living in that identity. It's that simple. And so I just wanted to introduce you to this concept. Jesus is the good shepherd, right? He, he loves you. He's laid his life down for you. He wants to give you life to the full. Uh, he calls us by name and he doesn't call us by name to just sit around. He calls us by name and leads us out and he goes in front of us, right? Okay, let me pray for us and then Jack's gonna sing. Thanks for joining us today for the message. We hope it was encouraging to you. To learn more about Citizens Church, including gathering times and locations, or to get financial support, please visit CitizensBCS.com. And again, thanks for listening to the Citizens Church podcast.